Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Wherever you are, I am Nanziati Muhammad Yaqob, your host for this episode in Talk Architecture. And as we're coming to usher the new year, 2022, I thought I'd bring you some ideas and thoughts and summaries of what we had been thinking about discussing about in our previous podcasts in the last year. So so what we need to remember is that we had the pandemic, of course, and how do disabled persons, how do they actually negotiate the pandemic in terms of accessibility and... Um, universal design so they have not been anywhere i mean many people have been at home but there were times when there is a lot of um, possibilities to go out and the opening of universities for example or colleges or schools and how we need to negotiate uh, the issues surrounding um standard operating procedures, we call it here, SOPs. Um, recently, I had been um, doing some of the face-to-face uh, teaching with the group that I'm in charge with, uh, about 12 students. The previous group was online teaching because circumstances were that they were, they were not available uh, in situ, or they were not available for face-to-face, and it suited me fine. Then when it came to the second group, um, we've been at it for about four weeks now, and um, I met up with this group maybe four times in a room where I decided I, I decided that I'm going to do it at this room, which is a meeting room, and, you know, it's like a meeting room. It was... Uh, facility like uh, for maybe 15 people to even to that maximum number but I decided to only have maximum four students at one time with me and I can't use my wheelchair obviously because the students will pin up their work I mean the best way you know we want to do the best way of teaching if it's in the studio we have the this partition board or the wall or something that you can have a lot of space around it to negotiate and it's movable. You can push it around. But in a meeting room, the students will pin it up onto the wall uh, with the masking tape. And I wanted, why I wanted to do that is because it is a desk crit as well as a group crit. And the students don't actually get to meet each other in this sort of uh, interaction where it's four people with me and maybe the issues that I cover with one person is relevant to the other person because they, they did not do enough work and one person did more work and you can see some issues raised uh, which benefit this other person. So at all in all, you have four persons and they can, we mix it up, you know, uh, every time we mix up the group and we mix up the cultural background as well because um, 
some of the students they're only from a certain cultural background, never met the others before, and so we don't on on during non COVID times we have a lot of visits and we have a lot of interactions in the large studio that accommodates forty people. So we break down to four groups, forty uh, or more, even up to fifty people. Yeah, for the big studio, but we break it down to four groups of maybe eleven to twelve people per group. And I had t- the first one, I had ten, and then the second one, I had twelve. So we could easily do with that in the studio, but because um, that's even more complicated, the space, the way that it's been set up. Uh, we could think about it more, but it's entirely up to the studio master. I'm just assisting. So I did what I had to do. As Normally, as a wheelchair user, I just sit back and and just uh, look at the work. And But due to also being vision impaired, I have to go near to the board. So it does take a bit of a toll to your physical um, being in the sense that uh, I needed to go to the physiotherapy to check out some of the muscle strains I acquired. But this is just for a few weeks. So I'm I'm determined to do this method, regardless of the fact that there's um, the space of the meeting room is not go- uh, not the ideal space for such interactions. But I wanted the student to actually learn from each other. So this is an experience during COVID-19 times um, where you have, to, you, you have this face-to-face learning because partly because students ask for it and students want this. I mean, I, I wouldn't blame them because I've, I've thought for an, a number of years and we had marvelous trips together with the previous students groups and um, we had good crit we bring people in we have debates we have all sorts of things going on physically and during these times when it's called hybrid learning partly online and partly face-to-face we try to, to make it positive for the students you know whatever resources whatever situations um, namely situations really uh, that we are affording to, um, that we can afford. So um, I think that the students are picking up and I am also, when we talk about resource, I have to be resourceful and I had to think on my feet. Um, we cannot waste time in a way. I was thinking um, the, the timing of it all so that we can go into online teaching again and sometimes for detailed design development stage towards the end before production, we can do online teaching. But at this time, the students benefit from uh, group teaching or group crit. Um, as I've mentioned before in the previous podcast regarding how to teach architecture um it is better face-to-face in a way that a spontaneous reaction of sketching on the board. We do annotate on Zoom online because we had to do it that way. And But the reaction of the student is important. We can't really see the reaction of the students or the student when we sketch out, you know, the body language. 
Because in online teaching, um, they may recede in the background, and they may they they may just show a face that is you can't really scrutinize the face very well because the lighting is bad, or that they're not really you can't really see all the face. And I'm sure the students are aware with the reaction if we were to criticize their work online. So, um, and you know, it's not nice shouting at people online. You know. It doesn't come out right, and when you have face to face, there is some calmness as well. You can see the reaction if you talk too loud, or if you said something that the the other person disagree. You can see in the body language, and they can see you too, because online they can't really see you, and you sound like somebody who's shouting, but actually you are caring, or you are not really shouting, or something's wrong with the microphone. It's not really great to do online teaching to come think of it, and so many disadvantage um, that the students are at when it comes to online teaching. Also, disadvantage for the the teaching staff. So, there's something that is one of the biggest understanding that I have. Um, Getting back with a student on 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 face to face teaching. Yes, we are fearful, and I I did extra precautions with the students, and I reminded them to take RTK tests, you know, the antigen tests. Um, it's up to them, really. Um, it's all about trust, isn't it? And I would inform them whether I have taken a test. Um, to be fair, and then I would. I would uh, also ask them to do an oximeter test, which I bring along to to the event. So to sort of be confident with each other, it is a reminder more than anything to be mindful that the virus is still around and there are cases around in the thousands still in Malaysia. Um, so this sort of psychological situation that we're having, you know, being fearful yet, you know, I'm sure the students are affected by by it themselves and pressures from their own families or peers, uh, not so much, but, you know, the families will be concerned of them being on their own and being infected by COVID and bringing it back to, to, to their homes. So doing this, being mindful of um, the pandemic and uh, following these SOPs would somehow um, pacify or maybe uh, make their own parents, the students' parents feel relieved that the teacher or the tutor is, is mindful of this as well. So if this is a new situation that we are in, and so far, so good, and not to let our guard down. Teaching architecture is very tactile in a way, very interactive, a lot of communication, body language, a lot of debate, and to and fro, and 
being present with each other, which with each other's concerns, being able to intuitively understand, and which much of Zoom online facility is unable to assist us. So, architecture in itself is also. Um, as a course, as a, a vocation for the student to, to embrace is a good vocation. Indeed, you'll be a, you could be a specialist in design and, and many other specialist, um, t uh, specialist subjects that you could, uh, continue with or be involved with and, and, and people like to use the word expert, so maybe I'll use the word expert in later. Architecture requires someone to be a specialist and also a generalist at the same time. And um, one thing that we have is the desire to learn. Everybody, when you start with the desire to learn, the desire to know and, and explore, if all the students have that desire and face-to-face -face teaching would be an asset rather than a regret and being mindful if one is not mindful of the standard operating procedures regards the pandemic. So... Yeah, really, this is my conclusion now because I had several opinions of um, teaching architecture and I had to have my spirits up and we were in a situation where we were in a lockdown situation and thinking positive about online teaching. But after we have a taste of hybrid teaching and face-to-face -face interactions, I'm sure the students are happy about it and we try to be mindful of their mental health. And I mean, they're happier because they are in the campus and they interact with each other as well, going out with each, with each, with each other, meet up with each other for, for meals um, in and around the campus. And that could only be a good thing. So all in all, the, the year 2021, we have weeks towards the end where we had face-to-face -face interaction, but mostly what we had was online teaching. So that was a big challenge. Um, we cannot kid ourselves if something did not happen or the learning was... In a way, we call it um, the learning was incomplete uh, or the learning experience or the lived experience of um, architecture training was just dedicated to online teaching. Of course, we, we want to be positive about online teaching and it's coupled with um, field work or face-to-face -face or um, teaching that you go to the site so with that, I, I like to say Happy New Year, Happy 2022. 
which is going to be an interesting year, um, where we hope that we will continue to provide or to deliver better content, more interesting content regarding architecture theory, architecture practice, universal design, uh, design with disability access in mind. And do check us out again in the new year and be safe and happy new year again. Wherever you are.